Good morning, uh, family, and good morning, everyone. As uh, I've already been introduced by our Muruti Reino, my name is Shiami, last name Li Hong. And uh, I have the honor and the privilege of sharing the weight with you this morning. And yeah, uh, so as you all are aware that we are currently going through a series, Praying It Like Jesus. Uh, last week, we, we learned how David uh, prayed it like Jesus when he was going through uh, fear um, that, uh, uh, you know, sometimes when we are scared, still we we need to focus our attention from the fear that we are feeling into the uh, from to the mountains from whence cometh our help, and that is what David did when he was being pursued by his own son Absalom after he had staged a coup against uh, his uh, David's kinship. Um, we learned that when David was surrounded by enemies. Uh, he shifted his focus from his current circumstance of being pursued um, to, to focusing on God. And, and though he was scared for his life, still he turned his attention from that particular fear into the attention of God because he understood that his help came from the Lord. And this week we'll be preaching, and I mean, last week we, we preached, uh, we learned rather from Psalm 3. Uh, so if if you haven't uh, yet watched the sermon, you can go to our YouTube channel and you'll be able to uh, feast on what we learned about last week. And we went through also a detailed background of the kind of king that David was. You know, there's a reason why he is called a man after God's heart, because see, David knew how to mess up. And when he messed up, he always knew where to go to try and seek uh, 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 forgiveness. And he knew how to express his emotions. We learned last week that emotions in prayer still are a wonderful thing. Uh, one of the ways that one can, uh, uh, you know, speak of how you feel and God likes to hear how we feel. And he he loves us for that. Uh, this morning we'll be looking at Psalm 22. It's a pretty weighty psalm as you have just heard. Um, and uh, yeah, the Psalm 22 can be divided into three parts, uh, if you like. Uh, it can be divided into the first part being lament. And that is a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. And it can also be said that in that it also includes a prayer, which is a solemn request for help. And uh, towards the latter end of the psalm, you will be looking at a thanksgiving, uh, a praise and thanksgiving, where the psalmist has experienced and has seen the goodness of the Lord, and he is thankful for that. But before we go any further, let me tell you a little bit of a story uh, of what happened to me uh, on Monday. So I needed time to, to, to think a bit, and I, I went for, for a run. Uh, last year, in the, when, when we were going through a lockdown and everyone was cooped in their own nest, and eventually the president said that we can go out and run, so I took on running. So my, my fastest pace uh, last year was 
doing five kilometers in 23 minutes. Uh, that was a very good achievement for me. So it remained in my head and I knew that I could, it is something that I could achieve. So on Monday, after a month of not running, I decided to go for a run. And I used one of these running apps that you find on your phone to track uh, the mileage that you're, you're doing. And there's always this a person who will tell you in the app that, you know, come on, do it fast, you know, put a step on it, or you're doing great already and things like that. So I was going through my first kilometer and the lady was saying, come on, too fast, slow down a bit. But I had a target to reach, you know, I, I knew that I needed to go as fast as I could so that I can be able to reach my target. Uh, within a kilometer, my chest started burning. Um, if you have ever taken to running, you would know that you will start as strong as ever. But as the kilometers come and as the distance goes, uh, your body starts telling you that uh, running is not really our thing. You know, so that is what happened to me. By the time I reached uh, two kilometer, uh, I started having cramps on my side and it, it hurt. I could have given up, but I didn't give up because I had a target to reach. I kept on running and I kept on running, even though, you know, physically my body was telling me that do chill now, but I had a target to reach. What am I saying with this? Uh, the question that I have for all of us is this, what do you do when it hurts? Who do you cry to when it hurts? When the trials of life are pounding on you, when everything that can go wrong in your life seemingly is going wrong, what do you do when it hurts? When you've been praying and trusting God for a breakthrough and still you cannot see anything, no answer, nothing whatsoever, what do you do when it hurts? What do you do when you've been in and out of the doctor's room because you can feel in your body that though something is wrong, but the doctors go through all the tests and still they cannot find anything that is wrong with you and they tell you that no, there is nothing wrong with you, but you can feel in your body that no, it's, there is somewhere where it hurts. It hurts in my body. My body is not, it's not where it's supposed to be. What do you do when it hurts when the doctors cannot find a cure for you? What do you do when it hurts? What do you do when you're going through the pain of rejection? When you're being rejected by the people who are supposed to accept you? What do you do when you're, being, when you're going through the pain of being abandoned by those that you love? Those that promise to love you forever. Those that promise to stand by you always. The pain of seeing them loving someone else, yet they made a promise to you. What do you do when it hurts? What do you do when the pain of broken heart comes and visits you, what do you do? When the pain of feeling like a failure, the pain of not being able to achieve what you wanted to achieve, when you're going through that, what do you do? Who do you call to? What do you do when it hurts? When you see your lovely relationship faltering and breaking right in front of you and it hurts, it hurts because you promise to love someone, but yet they don't seem to understand. What do you do when, when the pain of looking for employment and not getting anything, applying left, right, and center and still not getting anything? What do you do when it hurts? This reminds me of a story, my own personal story, when 
2013, in the early part of 2014, I had just gotten married and I had moved to Pretoria. And I was working for a certain company that, um, yeah, it was, it was tough. It was extremely tough. I would leave, I have to wake up in the morning at 4 in the 4 a.m. in the morning to catch a taxi at 5 a.m. for a train that will be leaving at 6 a.m. And I'll only come back at, at home at about 8 in the evening. Every day I would come back home and I would be drained and I would cry out to the Lord, my God, my God, give me something here. I cannot do this anymore. This hurts me too much. I cannot carry on anymore. Every single time I would come back and I would lock myself in the bathroom and tears would roll down my, my eyes because I, it was hurting. And I knew that there was something better out there, but I couldn't get it. I prayed and prayed and prayed, but still I couldn't get anything. It hurts. What do you do when it hurts? Who do you cry to when it hurts? You see, here in, 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 in Psalm 22, uh, we get the first part. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from me? Because I need you now. Why have you forsaken me? This is the very same scripture that even our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ cried out on the cross in Psalm 27, verse 45. It says, when he cried out, he says, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. And the Eli in there means my strength. So Christ is crying out to God saying, my strength, my strength. Why are you, why are you leaving me? I am crying out, Lord, Lord, I need this strength right now. And yet you have decided to turn away from me. You see, Christ could relate to the pain that the psalmist was going through in Psalm 22. That is why he says, he exactly uh, 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 repeats the same words that the psalmist said in Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you forsaken me? Why have you forgotten about me? Can't you see that I need you now? I need you to see your hand right now. What do you do when it hurts? What do you do when it Who do you call when it hurts? When the pain of life is just seemingly too much for you. When you have looked and trusted and still cannot see the hand of the Lord. You go to verse 3 and uh, to verse 5. And you see, you, you see, David here remembers that he has seen the forefathers going, calling out and crying out to God and seeing the hand of the Lord. And yet he's crying out to God, but he cannot see the hand of the Lord. You see your, your friends having their breakthroughs. They're praying and God is answering, but God is still not answering you. You want to celebrate with those that you see succeeding, those that you see their prayers answered, but you cannot because it still hurts you, the fact that you haven't yet seen the hand of the Lord. I am reminded of, of, of a story also in 2009, when, when, when my friends that I went to, uh, to, to varsity with were graduating in 2009. I was supposed to be graduating with them, but unfortunately one course decided to misbehave. And for the whole 2009, I was only doing one course that chose to misbehave. And they woke up in the morning and they went for their graduation ceremony. 
I, I should have been there with them because they were my friends, but I couldn't have the courage to go there. The feeling, the pain of feeling like a failure was just too much for me. It hurts me. It hurts me that my friends, the people that I went to study with, the people that I went to class with, the people who did not understand certain legal precepts, and they came to me and I, I, I assisted them, yet they were graduating, but I wasn't graduating. Simply because one course decided to misbehave. The pain of seeing them succeeding and me feeling like I'm being held back. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you letting them achieve what we both want and letting me, you know, just leaving me behind? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And in verse 6 to 8, you start feeling less of a man. Here, the psalmist says, but I am not a man. Because if I was a man, my God, you will respond to my cries. My God, you will intervene in my situations. But you are not doing that. It means, therefore, that I am not a man to you. I am feeling despondent because I know that you can do this, Lord, but you're not doing it. And it reminds me also of, 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 of you know, uh, 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 you, you feel less of a human. You, you, you feel like, where are my breakthroughs? If I was a man, if you really cared about me, oh my God, then I will see my breakthroughs. It is clear here that the evangelist interprets the crucifixion in the light of the sound, using the words to describe the scene when Christ was crucified in some um, in, 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 in Matthew 27, verse 39 and 40, where it says, and God who God who passed, and those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads, saying, you who will destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Save yourself if you are the son of God. Come down from the cross. The very same ways are being used that were used in Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me? Now you look at uh, Psalm 9, I mean Psalm 22, verse 9 to 11, where, where, where it goes hand in hand with uh, Psalm 139, verse 13 which talks about the intimacy that God knows us with. I don't know, uh, uh, Psalm 39, verse 13. God intimately knows us. When we're being created and knitted together in our mother's womb, there he was with us. There he was with us. Now, it, it, you, you look at, at, at this, these verses, yet you are the one who took me from my womb, that is Psalm 22, verse 9 to verse 11. On you I was cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me. Here, the psalmist looks back to God and saying, from the days of my infancy I depended on you. You carried me, you protected me. Yet here I am now needing your hand, I cannot see it. But the other thing here that you can, you can look at and it comes out is the fact that 
The psalmist knows that my God has been with me from the beginning. And it reminds me of a story. Okay, let me put it this way. Sometimes as life goes on, through the pain of life, we tend to forget who we are. We tend to forget whose we are. And we need to look back and reflect on who we are, on whose we are. Remember the, the movie, The Lion King, when Simba has gone through what he had went through and he had forgotten that he is the lion that roars, that he had forgotten that he is the king of the jungle. And there's a scene in that movie where he hears from the clouds the sound and the voice of Mufasa saying to him, remember who you are. Sometimes when it hurts, you need to remember who you are. You need to remember whose you are. When it hurts, remember who you are. Remember whose you are. Now the question still comes to mind. What do you do when it hurts? Who do you call when it hurts? What do you do when it hurts and who do you call when it hurts? We go to some uh, 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 22 still, verse 14 to verse 20. This is a time where he says, the psalmist says, I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. Meaning that the pain that I'm going through is just too much, oh my God. I, I, I've lost, I have lost the edge to even pray. The ways to say, I don't have anything. I am despondent and uh, going for I just don't know what more I can say. My God, I have cried out to you. I have run out of the energy to pray to you. I don't know what to say anymore. I feel defeated. The strength to carry on has gone away from me. And that is the very same thing that happened when I was running on Monday. My body felt that I couldn't have the strength to carry on, but I couldn't give up because I had a target to reach. And the question still comes to mind, when the pain is too much, when you feel like you have been rejected, when you feel like you have been abandoned, what do you do? Who do you call? Who do you call when it hurts? Who do you call when it hurts? Now you feel like you've been abandoned. Now you ask yourself, my God, I, I feel so, so alone right now. Remember that Jesus Christ felt abandoned by his disciples when he was being crucified. He felt abandoned by God when he hung on the cross. Hence he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My strength, my strength, where are you now when I need you the most? Where are you now when I need you the most? But you see, the beauty of everything is that our God not only listens to our cries, but he responds. Not only listens to our cries, not only can he relate with what you're going through, but he's always ready and willing to intervene. All we have to do is just to cry out to him, which is what we see here with the psalmist from verse 21. 
where he says, the latter part, the last part of verse 21, he says, you have rescued me from the horns of wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You see, sometimes when you have seen the beauty of the Lord, when you have seen and have experienced the hand of the Lord, it is okay and it is high time that you shout out to whoever cares to listen that they may know that the God that I've been crying out to, he has heard my cries. And not only has he heard my cries, but he has responded. Not only has he responded, but he's working with me through it all. Now, we go, it, it actually reminds me of this, of this uh, short story. A story is told of a man who went to varsity one day to go fetch his daughter from school. And they, as they were driving home, they, they got into a huge, huge storm and the daughter was driving. And the daughter wanted to stop because the storm was just too much. You could hardly see what was three meters in front of you. But the father said, no, don't stop. Keep driving. Take it slow, but keep driving. Don't stop. But that's, the daughter said, but I cannot see clearly. But the father said, yes, I understand, but keep driving. And she kept driving slowly and slowly and slowly. She kept driving and driving and driving. After some time, they were able to pass through the storm. And after they passed through the storm, the father wow. said to the daughter, stop the car now. She stopped the car and they got out of the car and the father said, look back. And she could look back and she could see the storm at the back. And she said, and the father said, what have you learned from this experience? And the daughter said, I don't know dad, tell me. And the father said, some people, when they are going through the storm, they wait, they stop in the storm. They wait and hope that the storm will pass. But for us, we had to walk through the storm. We had to drive through the storm. For them, it's going to take a whole long time for them to go through the storm, for, to, for them to wait for the storm to pass. But look at us now where we are. The storm is behind us. Sometimes the pain of life is too much. And if we sit down and dwell and marvel in the pain, we forget to move on. We forget to pray through the storm. We forget to pray through the pain and get the courage to move on from our Father. So the question is, what do you do when it hurts? Well, you go to the author of life and he will heal you. He will take the pain away. It may take a while, but he will take the pain away. You see, what is, this, what is the most significant part about the New Testament's perspective is the self-identification of Jesus with the suffering psalmist. For it provides an insight into one part of the meaning of the crucifixion. The sufferer of Psalm 22 is a human being experiencing the terror of mortality in the absence of God and the presence of enemies. In the suffering of Jesus, we perceive God in Jesus. Entering into, the, entering into and participating in the terror of mortality, he identifies with the suffering and the dying. 
You see, because God in Jesus has engaged in the desolation, he can offer comfort to those who walk now with the psalmist, who walk now where the psalmist walked. But there is also a remarkable difference between the experience of a suffering psalmist and of Jesus. See, the psalmist concludes with praise because the sufferer escaped death. Jesus died. We run to Christ when it hurts. That is what we do. We run to Christ when it hurts. We call upon the name above every other name. We stand confident in the knowledge that he knows exactly what you're going through. He can relate with what you're going through and surely he will come through for us. You see, I cannot tell you when a situation will change or when the pain will go away, but I can tell you that I have seen the hand of the Lord in my life and I know exactly that my God will come. You see, going back to the story of me praying and crying every day, coming back from work, in early 2014, my God came through for me and for my family. And we stand here now, looking back and we say, Lord, we have been through the storm. Lord, when it, when it was hurting, you were there with us. And, we, and because I have experienced the hand of the Lord in my life, I stand confident that no matter how much it may hurt, my God can relate with what I'm going through and he will surely come. That is, if you go to the book of Habakkuk 2, verse 3. Habakkuk 2, verse 3. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. You see, sometimes we want things to happen just like that. But sometimes we know, every time we can be assured of this, that our God who said, I will never leave nor forsake you, will surely never leave nor forsake us. And even when it hurts, he stands with us. Even when it hurts, he will forever be our side. Just need to call out to him. Let us land the plane here with John's, John 14, verse 16. John 14, verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, uh, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. You see, the one thing also that we can marvel at is the fact that we are not walking uh, um, through this pain alone. When it hurts, we go to the helper who is forever with us, who is forever by our side. We are not alone. We can always cry out to God and he will help us. We can always cry out to the Lord and he will forever be by our side. Is it, should, you, should any of you go be going through a pain? It can be a physical pain, an emotional pain, pain of doubt, the hurt of feeling abandoned, the hurt of being disappointed. 
you can be rest assured that you're not walking through it alone. You don't have to walk through it alone. We have a helper who will forever be by our side and who will walk with us. Should you need someone to stand with you, should you need someone to stand in prayer with you, feel free to send us a private message or contact us through our socials or send us an email and we will pray with you. And we can rest assure you, we don't know when God will respond to your cries, but we can rest assure you that he will respond. We don't know how long it will take, but our God, who is forever faithful, will come to your rescue. Even when it hurts, even when you don't feel like carrying on anymore, don't give up on your faith. Hold on to the promises of Christ and they shall surely come to pass. Allow me please, as we conclude to just say a short prayer for us before I hand you over to um, Reino. Dear Heavenly Father God, we approach your throne of grace this morning. We reflect back, oh Father God, on the suffering of Psalmist. And we know, oh Father God, that you can relate to what he went through. When we don't have ways to pray, to cry out, oh Father God, we know, oh Father God, that you know, Father God, what we are going through. When we feel like our emotions are out of tune and out of place, Father, we know that you understand exactly what you're going through. And we know, oh Father God, that we can come directly to you and cry out to you. And we know, oh Father God, and are rest assured that you, oh my God, will come through for us. It may seem to be taking a while, oh Father God, but we will hold on to the promises, oh Father God, that you will never leave nor forsake us. It might seem like it's taking a while, oh Father God. Sometimes it might seem like you don't care, oh Father God, but we know of this, oh Father God, as we look back to where we come from. We understand, oh Father God, that had it not been for your hand, oh Lord, we will not be where we are today. So we hold firm and we stand firm in the promises that we have seen your hand in our lives and still we shall see it again. We know, Father God, that you have done it before, Father God, and you will do it again. We know that this is true, oh, Father God. Even when the enemy comes to us and tells us, oh, Father God, that you've forgotten about us, that you don't care about us anymore. Lord, we are confident in this, oh, Father God, that you are with us every step of the way. And we will hold on to the promises that we have in you, O oh Lord. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we cry out to you even when it hurts, because that is where our helps come from. Amen. Mm -hmm.